What's up, guys? Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode. In this episode, I talk about how your cheap meals are getting you fatter. I support this statement with actual calories, a very popular cheat meal choices, and I use my old go-to cheat meal back when I was training for two Olympics. I talk about your how your diet strategy sucks, and this might be hard for you to hear, so try not to get offended. Keep in mind, I'm trying to help you by seeing it from a different perspective. And I finish off the episode with how to start a diet properly so you can keep your weight off for the sustainable future. The information I gave regarding that will definitely surprise you, but trust me when I say it is the most effective way to go about it. I talk about much more, but I won't give everything away, so I'm just going to shut up and let you guys enjoy the episode. All right, so this is a big one because as a trainer who's helped hundreds of clients achieve their fitness and health goals, I would always provide a cheat meal and sometimes even a cheat day back then. So a cheat day, guys, by definition, is simply a higher than normal caloric meal to either help you get out of a plateau in your workout or to readjust your metabolism. Unfortunately, I failed to see it that way back in the day, and many trainers and nutritionists today still see it that way. Because really how it's used today, guys, is more for a psychological break from your ridiculously that was a big word, ridiculously intense training program mixed with your unsustainable, very low caloric diet. Okay. Quick question for you guys before I continue. How many of you turned your cheat meal into a cheat day? How many of you went to McDonald's on a Thursday instead of your cheat meal Sunday, then ended up downing a pizza for supper and then ate ice cream in front of the TV telling yourself you deserved it because you went ham in the workout and quote unquote, I'm going to add a weekend workout and go harder next week. Your cheat meal should make you feel satisfied, guys, and not make you feel like you got to go on a bender and feel like a fat piece of shit saying, what the fuck did I just do? All right, look, when you drastically cut your calories, you're not getting adequate amount of nutrients and vitamins to fuel your organs, muscles, and brain. And when that happens, your body starts to send out different signals such as short temperament, fatigue, brain fog, and intense cravings, okay? And the cravings, this is my personal opinion, I've, I've dealt with this for a long time, the cravings could get so intense that you could even have dreams of food. You could start dreaming of food. And I, for one, I've, I thought this was normal back when I was an athlete. And uh, it turns out it really, it's a natural thing to happen when you're, when, when you're in such a low calorie deficit. But um, yeah, I felt this growing up when I was an athlete my whole life. Anyways, regardless if you dream of food or not, you're still trying to avoid foods that you used to always eat. Then throw in the famous cheat meal, and what do you think is going to happen? Chances are very high that your cheat meal is going to end up being a full-blown fucking cheat day. Think of it like this, guys, okay? It's like trying to get sober from alcohol after decades and decades and decades of drinking while living in a bar, and once a week, you get to have just one drink. What do you think is going to happen? Okay, think of it like that. Professional athletes are the best examples for diets because you may not believe this, but most professional athletes, guys, have the most unhealthiest relationships to food. From bodybuilders to Olympic athletes, 
gymnasts, track and field athletes to football players, whatever, whatever the sport is, if they're at a high niveau, you better believe they have a horrible relationship to food. How do you think they're able to maintain their body weight and aesthetics for so long and put it through such incredible demand? With an intensely demanding workout regimen and a strategic phased diet program designed for their specific gifted ability to be the very best they can be. That's literally what it is in simple form, right? They are the one percenters in the world. You guys have to understand this. You average individuals, you have to understand these athletes are the one percenters in the world, but that's not reality. Because as soon as they're done their, their career, they go back to eating the average North American diet, which explains why they all gain crazy amount of weight or lose crazy amount of weight. At least that's what happened to me. I was averaging, man, I was averaging at least 5% body fat for 10 years of my career. And as soon as I retired from track and field, I started feeling fat in different places of my body. I had no idea where it came from. And then, bam, I just went to living you know, a realistic lifestyle. And uh, that that's what happened. I gained a shit ton of weight. Us average individuals look up to these athletes for their image and performance, wanting to be like them, thinking that this can be easily achieved by eating and training like them. And all we've, and all we've, we've all done that. We've all done that. Whether it's an athlete from your favorite fitness influencer or we've tried, we've all tried to eat and train like them. And look how far that went. And I'm sure all of you guys could think back to the, you know, you guys were all motivated at one point. You guys want to be like, shit, I wanted to be like The Rock. Fuck. Look how that ended up for me. No, don't look like The Rock at all. But anyways, we've all tried. Okay. Point is, I'm not trying to shit on you guys for doing that. We all know we have to eat better or less or more, depending on your situation. But when you just randomly decide to eat and train like the one percenters in the world, chances are very high that involves ex- an extreme caloric deficit with foods to avoid, shit ton of supplements to take, a four to six day workout plan, a plan along with a cheat meal once a week. And because that's so far off the spectrum from what you've been doing your whole life, I'm telling you right now that just your cheat meal alone is going to get you only fatter. And I'll go into that later. Bodybuilders and bikini competitors are the best examples for this. Now, for you bodybuilders and bikini competitors, I'm not shitting on you. Just fucking take a chill pill and just listen. But these guys turn themselves into the sculpted, freaking looking people. At least that's my opinion, by carefully calculating their calories, macros, and supplementation, managing their weight training sessions through phasing in and out of certain programs and intensities. Is it healthy? Absolutely fucking not. But it's an art and most arguably the hardest mental discipline you can do to yourself in the fitness world. That's why I respect you guys to the fullest. All right. Their quote unquote intention is to push themselves as far as they can to the other end of the spectrum for a specific scheduled end goal, okay? Now, keywords here are intention and end goal, meaning their intentions are to purposely look like this for a specific date. Then they have a plan to go back to normal. Now, why am I talking about bodybuilders and bikini competitors? Because everyone tries to do what they do only carelessly and with no strategy and certainly with no specific end goal. You guys just decided to go from one end to the diet spectrum to the other. You might respect the diet for a couple of weeks, maybe a month at tops, 
But let's be real here. There's no fucking way anybody can maintain that. All right. Here's another big difference between you average individuals and the professional body uh, builders and bikini competitors. These guys are able to stop. The majority of us, when it comes to cheat meals, they're able to stop. The majority of us, we turn that cheat meal into a fucking cheat day. I, for one, I, I used to do it all the goddamn time. And then it might just trickle down to the other days of the week. And then that guilt of you cheating on your cheat meals gets bigger and bigger. And your reasons to hit the gym shift from losing that weight and bettering yourself to now punishing yourself for the extra calories, quote unquote, you consume to burn off what you weren't supposed to eat on that day or whatever. Okay, guys, food is fucking everywhere. Everywhere. We should feel comfortable being able to eat whatever you want with the understanding of what certain foods does to our bodies and not deprive ourselves from it. All right, so let's get back to the whole why cheap meals gets you fatter. I'm pretty sure you guys are very interested in that. That's why it's the title of my episode. So I'm going to bring up actual numbers and calories when it comes to this and to better prove my point, all right? All right, so let's say you're eating an average caloric intake of about 1,500 calories a day, which is not a lot at all. All right, so 1,500 calories times seven days a week is 10,500 calories, all right? Now, all of a sudden, you decide to work out for X, Y, Z reasons. Maybe it's New Year's resolutions or whatever the fuck. And you start working out twice a week, which burns a total of 1,000 calories. So 10,500 calories minus 1,000 calories is 9,500 calories, all right? So what this shows is that just with the workouts alone, you're losing weight and we haven't even touched your diet yet, okay? Now, anyways, fast forward to six to 10 weeks and you reach your peak. You hit a plateau, which eventually we all will. You lost all the weight you can doing it like this and your body has just adapted to it. And trust me, it will. It's part of the process it's called the adaptation, adaptation phase. We all go through it. So now you decide to go on a fucking diet with a cheat day. Either you made it from the, from the information you gained on the internet or your bullshit trainer tells you this, which by the way, if you go see a trainer and he doesn't ask you to track your calories and he just tells you right off the bat that we should go all on a calorie deficit, you should definitely fucking run. Okay. Anyway, so let's say the calorie deficit is 300 calories. All right. So you cut 300 calories off of your daily 1500 calories. All right. So your caloric deficit is 300 is 300 calories. So now you're at 1200 calories per day. Okay. So 1200 calories times seven days a week is 8,400 calories a week. All right. So for the cheat meal, we'll use McDonald's double cheeseburger trio with a McFlurry. Very specific, but that's what I fuck with. I fuck with that all, not all the time, but I used to, that's my go-to double cheeseburger. Keep it simple. Keep it classy. And we all have it on the seventh day, Sunday. That's I'm literally replicating what I used to do back when I was an athlete. Every Sunday was McDonald's cheeseburger trio with the McFlurry every fucking Sunday. Here's the thing. I actually Googled, okay, the calories for every single thing on this trio. So McDonald's fries which a small fry is 400 calories. McDonald's double cheeseburger is 440 calories. I was actually surprised. I, I thought it was going to be more than that. A large Coke. I, w- I would always have a Diet Coke, but large Coke was 250 calories and a McFlurry, guys. Check this, a McFlurry, and that I fuck with all the time, is 560 calories, okay? So add that all up, 
And just a cheat meal alone is six, 1,650 calories, okay? So if you do the math, that is 450 calories more than your daily caloric intake, okay? Therefore, by the end of the week, you're eating 450 calories more, okay? Yes, you can work it off by hitting your spin class or whatever fucking hit cardio workout or adding another workout session in your week. And if that works for you, then, hey, that's fine with me. But I'm telling you right now, in the long run, it's a losing strategy because let's be real here. This isn't realistic because here's why. This doesn't include your alcohol that we all like to splurge on on the weekends. I know my wife does and a little bit during the week, but anyways, she doesn't have a drinking problem, but uh, yeah. If you guys look at my Instagram stories and all that stuff, you could tell Morgan likes to have her famous fucking uh, martinis. Um, This doesn't include our kids' snacks that we all munch on a bit here and there, which adds up. Lunch dates, huh? A lot. My wife is a huge fan of lunch dates. She's on maternity leave, so yeah. Look, whatever the scenario may be, we all eat way more than just that one cheat meal a week. Okay? So chances are very high that you're eating way more calories than that one cheat meal alone. So your caloric deficit of 300, your strategy right now is a losing strategy in the in the long long term. At the end of the week, you're eating way more calories than you think you are. If you think that just the cheat meal alone is satisfying, trust me, in terms of taste it is, but this is why you get discouraged with your diet journey, because this, as you could, I just gave you the numbers. It's really not, it's not working. Okay. Look, now that I painted this picture really clear for you, you're probably having a holy fuck moment asking yourself, how can I fix this? All right. So look, two ways. First, throw out this fucking approach because it's a losing strategy as you can now see. And second one, if you've been doing the same type of workouts for more than 12 weeks, you got to change it up completely. Okay, for starters, start by increasing the resistance and cutting the reps in half. If you're doing a cardio-based class, then maybe take a break from that and start doing what I just told you. Okay, now why is this so effective? When we, pr- when we prioritize resistance training, what the body's doing is that it's trying to organize itself to create muscle in the body. This is the adaptation process, all right? Our body is adapting to the strong signal you're creating. The bigger the signal, the more likely you'll be building muscle. The more muscle we build on the body, the faster the metabolism gets over time, which will get you to eat more calories. Yes, more calories. And that's exactly what we want. Not only is this a natural metabolic response from building muscle, but because the calories we eat, assuming we're eating intuitively, The more calories we eat, the easier it is for us to go into a caloric deficit safely and effectively without feeling like shit. Okay, now here's a crappy powder bar all this that you guys need to understand. Building muscle takes time. Like, I mean, it takes much longer than your 30-day transformation bullshit plan for your metabolism to kick in, okay? Anywhere from three to eight months, you'll start noticing a difference, okay? Months, right? However... If you're a beginner starting off and doing this, you'll be able to build muscle faster than someone who's been doing this for years. And I'll go into information about that in another episode. But if we take, if you guys are, if you guys are listening to this and you have never done this before, 
compare it to me, who've been, who's been doing this since I was 16 years old, okay, 16 years old, you will be packing on a shit ton more muscle much quicker than I will, okay, because I've been doing this for so long, all right? But like I said, I'll go into details about this into another episode. Trust me. All right. But for starters, you're not going to really see a drastic change aesthetically. Okay. That's, that's, that's important, which is what we all work for, right? We all want to look aesthetically good, but you will notice a massive strength gains and feeling hungrier than usual. Okay. My clients tell me this all the time. They text me the day of why they feel like they're having breakfast why they feel like having breakfast when they usually never eat breakfast? They wake up hungry. They literally wake up starving. And it's not cravings. It's literally your metabolism reacting to the muscle mass being made. This is a good thing. We need this, okay? Now, a lot of you are hearing this and you guys might be freaking the fuck out because you've all been told that you need to eat less to lose weight, not eat more to gain weight or whatever. So I'm going to give you guys five seconds for your brains to stop freaking out because I know this in... I know I just mind fucked you all and I'll explain, right? So one, two, three, four, five. All right, here we go. Now, when we're talking calories, okay, you're not burning anywhere near. This is, this is for like resistance training. Assuming that you're following a resistance training program, like you're lifting weights, you're taking my advice. When we're talking calories, you're not burning anywhere near the calories you would burn in a cardio or hit class. So for all you Apple Watch fitness calorie tracker fuckers who post the burn on Instagram, this might not be something you want to hear, but you definitely need to hear, okay? After around eight weeks of consistent, consistent strength training, I'm saying eight weeks because out of my experience with training my, my clients the way I go about things, you've definitely built more muscle tissue and when that happens, your entire body literally burns calories by itself without manually burning it off. You have to understand that muscle is really dense and very taxing on the body, meaning it requires your body to work harder just to maintain the muscle that you built. And that results in calories burnt. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, this is called the quote-unquote famous afterburn effect and this only happens with consistent resistance training and not from your fucking spin class instructor or your cardio hit fucking instructor class bullshit okay now why is this beneficial to a calorie deficit because that afterburn effect accumulates it's like a snowball effect it could start from i don't know the exact numbers but let's just say it could start from 50 calories a day to whatever but just 50 calories a day, that's 350 calories burnt in a week, which is 18,200 calories burnt in a year, which accumulates to five pounds of fat off of you, okay? Fat. That Just to keep it simple, no pun intended, that, you see how I just based that in a long-term, in a long-term approach? It, it's crazy. All right, that's a snowball effect I'm talking about. But let's go back to that example of someone eating 1,500 calories. Let's put the calories, let's bring the numbers back into the example I just gave about the 1,500 calories, all right, guys? Now, you're eating 1,500 calories, 
your following resistance training program consistently for a year, you can easily get to at least 1,000 calories more per day within that year, making it 2,500 calories, okay? And I'm talking with experience. I have a client right now. I'm not going to say her name. Right now, I actually, we did a, I did a, um, I did a TikTok live training her. This woman, it's only been seven months I've been with her. She is a stay-at-home mom. She has two kids and three fucking dogs. And she just had to put down her cat. And one of her kids is really depressed right now with the loss of the cat. And a lot of stress. A lot of stress. Okay. I've been training her once a week for seven months. And I gave her homework, which she had to do one exercise of 10 reps every day. That's it. 10 reps a day. She's now eight. She's now eating. And I'm not joking. We track every month about. I ask her to track every month. One week a month. She's now at a whopping 900 calories more a day. Okay. 900 calories more a day. And... She, and, and so hear me out. She's now at 900 calories a day just doing that, okay? And you would assume that she's getting bigger. Not at all. She actually lost, I think, an inch and a half, I believe, off her whole entire body. And she's now back to her pre-baby weight. And she's back to her pre-maternal clothes, which is a game changer for her. She couldn't believe it. Anyways, let's go back to this example. So you're eating 1,500 calories. You just, you're eating your, uh, you're following a resistance training program consistently for a year, and now you bumped up to a thousand calories more per day, and that's make and that's making it twenty five hundred calories a day that you're eating. So if you're eating twenty five hundred calories and decide to go on a cut from there, that's a lot of room to work with, and not and you don't feel like your deficit is affecting your quality of life. All right, so let's do the exact same math for the first example on a weekly basis and throw in that same 300 calorie deficit as before. All right, so 2,500 calories a day minus 300 is 2,200 calories a day. Just that alone sounds more sustainable if you guys are thinking the same way I'm thinking. So 2,200 calories a day times seven days a week is 15,400 calories a week. Now, Let's throw in your McDonald's cheat meal that we mentioned earlier of 16, 1,016, 1,650 calories. Sorry. So 15,400 and uh, 15,400 calories plus 1,650 calories. That is 17,050 total calories. That includes your cheat meal. Take your original. 17,500 uh, 17, cal- calories, sorry, I'm having a hard time talking. Remember, the 17,500 weekly calories, that includes your calorie deficit. And subtract 17,050, so 17,500 minus 17,050, and what you have is 450 calories. Meaning, even with this cheat meal, you are still in a deficit of 450 calories at the end of the week. And we didn't even add the calories burnt from the afterburn effect that muscle gives you and the calories burned from your existing training. So imagine, imagine. The reason why this sounds too good to be true for you guys is because you've never looked at this through a numbers perspective and a long-term approach. 
For you, it's always calories in and calories out and do more and fast and quick results and get as fast as fucking possible. And that's only an example of someone who's boosted their metabolism a thousand calories a day. Imagine what you could do eating more than that because it's very, very, very much possible. Okay, just my client alone. I was just talking about the stay-at-home mom. She's, it's been six to seven months we've been training. She's and she's now at nine hundred calories a day, and she hasn't changed a single fucking thing with her with her diet. She's still eating her Nutella, right? The only difference is she's not eating a Costco size Nutella. She's eating like a IGA size Nutella, like the the, the smallest one. But yeah, all right. So, Justin, all this sounds great. How do I know if this is happening to me? Simple. For starters, you feel fucking stronger. The weights you've been lifting for the longest time feel lighter. Even if it's five pounds more, that still means you're getting stronger. And I'm saying lighter. Like, you could all wake up one morning, you feel more motivated and inspired than the ne- than the day before, and you're lifting 15 pounds heavier. Okay, cool. I'm talking about, like, the weight that you've been lifting before, okay, feels strong feels lighter and you've been doing it consistently. And I'm talking like squats, deadlifts and all that stuff, right? All right. So when that happens, when you're getting stronger, when that happens, when that happens, that ob- that's obvious signs that you're building muscle, all right? Which leads to a faster metabolism, which gradually leads to an increase of appetite. You just got to learn how to listen to those signs, which I'll talk about in another episode. Don't worry. This is absolutely crucial. If you want to start a diet that involves a calorie deficit, you need to be eating enough calories to afford a calorie deficit without sacrificing your quality of life. All right. And yes, that means you might pack on a little bit of weight before you start cutting. And this is the hardest conversation. And I'm sure every fitness professional would agree. This is the hardest conversation to have with you ladies. Because the last thing you guys want to hear Obviously with men too, but a lot with ladies, the last thing you want to hear is that we have to eat a bit more, which means that we're going to be gaining a little bit of weight. You guys have to understand something. Food is fucking everywhere. And since we all want to lose weight, it's really hard to eat less when there's food all around us. And you're already not eating enough, assuming you're not eating a high percentage of processed foods. Life is way too fucking short to sacrifice what we love to eat unless we have an unhealthy relationship with certain foods then that's another story i'll talk about a lot of that in other episodes but if some of you guys are listening to this and saying that this type of diet works for you the way like the the one i'm shitting on if this if this way works for you then guys that is amazing good for you i'm not shitting on you guys at all i'm just a trainer that's looking at everything from a thousand foot view okay But just because it worked for, this is other people who agree with me, just because this shit approach works for some people does not mean it works for everyone else, okay? So if you really want to make a change for yourself and keep the change off of you, keep the change off of you, it starts with taking the time to learn your eating habits. Find out how much you eat, what your macros are, if you even know what your fucking, if you even know what macros are, How many calories you actually eat instead of having a machine to tell you, all right? We learn a lot about ourselves when we work on ourselves. If you're not averaging, here's a little quick tip. If you're not averaging 
in the 2000 calorie range of whole natural foods, then I suggest you work yourself up to that. Stop cutting your calories in half and killing yourself at the gym because that all stops eventually because you can't keep doing that forever. And if you're listening to this right now, you're probably a victim of this more than once. Focus on what we do every day that we can improve on instead of adding more dumb shit onto our quote unquote super busy schedule as it is. And I'm talking about our steps we take because that burns calories, believe it or not, no matter how hard or how rushed our schedules are, no matter how fucked up shit happens in our life, whether it's a loss in our family or sudden surprises, we lose our job, whatever the fuck, another global pandemic hits, what's guaranteed is our steps that we make every single day. Are you the parking spot Karens who fight for the closest spot everywhere you go? If you're one of those people and complain about your weight, maybe park further away from park further away from the parking spots. <laughs> All right? Water. Let's talk about water for a second. Fun fact about water, and this is a this is a scientific study, like there's studies all over the place about this. If we actually drink the recommended dose of water every day, that leads to satiety. And meaning when you hit satiety for the average individual, that's 500 calories less a day. Just drinking your 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 water intake, all right? And as for the relationship you have to foods, this is one this one takes a lot of time, but for starters, start tracking what you eat. And if you feel guilty putting something in, this is a good start because it's a moment of accountability. I know it's uncomfortable, but, you know, suck it up. And if you continue to listen to my podcast, reach out to me for further assistance because I do offer more services than just my podcast. And I can definitely help you with this. Matter of fact, I have a six-week course called The Foundation. And this is stuff that I go through in more detail and a more private uh, group class. Okay. And most importantly, guys continue to listen to my podcast. Please share this on all your social media platforms, especially to your loved ones who feel need to hear this. And don't forget to keep it simple. You like how I did that. eh? thank you guys so much for listening. Stay tuned for more. Hey, what's up, guys? Just a brief summary about the six-week course that I briefly mentioned earlier in the episode. It's called The Foundation, okay? And it's all about useful information that you can implicate in your daily life to promote more sustainable weight loss without depending 100% on working out like an animal or your stupid, unrealistic diet program, all right? Each week, I'll be talking about different topics that everyone is confused about or is completely unaware about, such as knowing what your macros are and how to manipulate them to lose that stubborn weight effortlessly. If you don't know what macros are, you really need to know that for starters. That's for sure. Um, We go over supplements and I debunk certain myths around supplements that everybody should be taking, whether you're a man or a woman. I go over different types of exercises to emphasize, to really capitalize on the muscle building process and what rep ranges is best for us and how we should change that up. I go over mindset techniques to hold yourself accountable without having to depend on anybody because the issue is, guys, everybody can lose weight easily, okay? The issue at hand, and this is a global issue, no one can keep the weight off, 
Okay, and that's what this six-week course is all about, to educate you guys on self-awareness and simple fitness education during the 23 other hours of your day when you're not working out, because that's the key to sustainable weight loss. We could, we could work out for, we could work out an hour a day, every single day, but the issue at hand is that's not enough. Not an hour of change isn't enough. It's what we could do for the 23 other hours of our day. Okay. I've done three courses so far and I've helped over 50 people through this process without giving them any diet or workout program and they have all lost weight. Obviously, they didn't lose the the desired weight that they want in six weeks. That's completely unhealthy, but they left here with the understanding of their foundation. No pun intended. Okay. It's once a week at the same time online via Zoom and it's less than your average Uber eat meal. Okay, bad news, my class is already in session. Good news, I'll be starting up after I finish with this one. So if you're interested, please send me an email at keepitsimplejustin at gmail.com, all in one word. Keepitsimplejustin at gmail.com so I can send you updates for when the next one will start. But in the meantime, Please continue to listen to my podcast, share it on your social media platforms and tag me in them, share it to your loved ones. Please give my podcast a five-star rating. The more rating, the more five-star ratings and comments that you leave, the more apparent it will show up on the search bar. And as I say all the time, guys, don't forget to keep it simple.